Welcome to the Four Listeners Program. Welcome aboard, everybody. Thanks for checking us out again this week. What up, everybody? I'm Spear. On the mics with me, we have my man, your man, the Z-Man. What's up, Z? Hello, world. Here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Oh, my. Keep going. <laughs> Come on, get happy. A whole lot of loving is what we'll be bringing. We'll make you happy. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to see uh, I went to see two concerts. We saw Dark Star Orchestra and um, Kanye West, Jay Z, and uh, I'm still recovering a little bit. Yikes! Yeah, my voice is a little scratchy. Right, well, you got you got to be you got to be there for us tonight, there, Z Man, because the uh, the illustrious Corey G is MIA. Uh, so it's just gonna be me and you, buddy. We're just gonna we're just gonna roll with this for a little bit. I can roll with it. We could do this. All right, let's do this then. Oh, you want me to bring this in? Well, go ahead. I, let bring, me bring this in one in. I'll right, bring, bring it in. This week, something must be done. Is uh, the one has been pissing me off for a little bit. It's something needs to be done about nice people. Yeah, fuck these bitches. <laughs> I know it seems like a stupid thing, but it's just like sometimes you're just expecting things to be suck so bad. And you, you, you push it off and you procrastinate. Like, uh, the, 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 this came up because I was trying to call Microsoft the other day. Um, my company was trying to renew their, their uh, partnership uh, uh, subscription with them to, to, to get all the free shit. And um, it fell on my hands. And I was supposed to get it done by, like, May or something. And so they told me to start doing it in January. I pushed it off. I pushed it off because I knew that well, I had to go. I'm going to have to call these people. And I'm going to have to sit on, like, hold for, like, two hours and I'm going to have to talk to some dude who doesn't speak English and I'm going to have to figure all this stuff out and they're not going to it's, it's going to just take forever and so I procrastinate procrastinate finally got around to um, close to May and they, they they said that oh we can extend it we can extend your subscription and I was like oh great so now I don't have to deal with it now I don't have to deal with it until October so they extended it to the October and, I, and at just the beginning of October I finally was like alright I'm going to start doing this and I called Microsoft and they were helpful and in courteous, and they understood what I was trying to do, and they explained everything really, really easily. And they're polite, and I and I was able to get off the phone in like ten minutes. And like I did what they told me to do, and it just worked. And I got all the stuff together, and it just worked. And I was pissed off because I had procrastinated it so long, thinking it was going to suck so bad, and it was just so easy. What the fuck is that about? Hey, you I mean, know what? What bothers me about that is that it's the I guess it's the exception to the rule, right? There was a reason why you spent all that time procrastinating, right? Because at some point, somewhere, I did get screwed on the phone. Like, it's, have you ever done this? Have you ever had to call the, the uh, IRS? Oh, God, no. Oh, well, let me let you know on this one. Again, it depends on who you're calling or what department you're calling. Because if you have to call the general number, especially, say, I don't know, anytime in April or March... Um, you are going to be on the phone dealing with somebody who is a temporary person who just got hired within the you know the last few months to to deal with the the rush, and it's going to suck, and you're going to be on that phone for thirty minutes just waiting to talk to somebody. But if you call, sometimes there's other people you call, and they're yeah they're helpful, they're courteous, they're 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 actually care. It's it's, it's fucking just make up your mind, be happy or be shitty, be be courteous or be crap. I, I was in I, I was in Denver, Colorado, and. Everywhere, as you walked down the streets, around Denver, whatever, people were, people would smile at you. They'd wave. They'd they'd say hello. You know, how you doing? 
But it's almost, you know, they were they were being courteous and very friendly. You know, it was off-putting at first. Well, uh, it's it's genuine. Well, but I see, I, I I grew up in New York City where that kind of behavior does not go down. You know what I mean? Right. So it's jarring. It's like, you know, somebody's like, somebody's saying, hey, how are you? I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> you <laughs> That's know? all I'm doing. Fuck yourself. <laughs> it's like, it's like, a, did you ever see My Blue Heaven? I uh, probably it's a movie with it's a movie with Steve Martin and he's he's a, a New York Goomba. This is Steve Martin playing a New York Goomba, so you know it's not serious. And he gets put into like witness uh, witness protection, and he gets put out into like Arizona into like the friendly friendliest community ever. And for the first you know for a while it was it's it's disconcerting, it's jarring. He doesn't know quite how to d- deal with it. And like they're going, hey, how you doing? He's going up yours. <laughs> It's like this is what it feels like to be in Denver, Colorado. It's yeah. it's it's weird. It's awkward. It's I, it, I don't know the friendly thing. It just it just it makes me feel dirty. You know what I mean? It's 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 and uh, you know and, and you and I were talking about this. It's it's not you know it's not localized to like Denver, Colorado. Like you and I have both been to Maine. Yeah, people very friendly up in Maine. Fuckers. Hey, how you doing? Would you like some chowder? You know. That's a horrible accent, but go for it. I, you know, I don't. I, I, I got chowder. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's all I got. <laughs> you know, but it's yeah, it's. Like, it's like, I, I I'd gone through. I don't know how long of my life thinking that everybody from Maine is is like really really cool. I did finally find one person from Maine that sucked, but fucker. But like the ninety nine percent, man. All nice people. All nice people. I got. I gotta ask you. Do you think it's a? You think it's a, a northeast thing, like the northeast corridor. Where people are just so fucking miserable. I mean, you and I—we're both sitting in the, middle, in the in the middle of the Northeast Corridor right now. We both grew up in different parts of the Northeast Corridor. So, do you think it's a just a regional thing where people are just fucking miserable? No, I think if you came from like Syracuse or like upstate New York, I can see that. But it's not so bad where we are from. Why? What you mean? You would be miserable if you came from Syracuse or some other place? Like yeah, because I mean, it's like such gloomy shit all the time. Right, you get like six feet of snow just. Just for just because somebody because like some yeah for shits and giggles shits like, and giggles yeah yeah you you go to bed huh? oh we had two feet last night no big deal no Whatever. big deal yeah break out, break out the snowblower like I've got to go up there this weekend for uh, for Thanksgiving and I'm I'm afraid because every time I go up there blizzard <laughs> every time get snowed in <laughs> oh god I you know I I I wonder though I mean there's you know pe- people from Boston people from Philly people from New York people from DC. There's a there's a general feel that if you're in like one of these urban areas somewhere in the north in the northeast there's there's a certain attitude that comes with the city, you know what I mean? I think I, I think I think I agree with you, but I don't think uh, Boston's got it. I think Boston's mostly nice people too because we're all nobody's from here. They're all just kind of they they're all, all just kind of migrated there. They're all transplants. Yeah. Well, especially in Philly and New York, there's an attitude about the cities. You know what I mean? Definitely. There's definitely there's 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 a a bit of if you grow up in Philadelphia or if you live in Philadelphia or New York, you have that attitude and you wear that attitude like a like a badge of pride. Dude, you got to though because like if you're fucking gullible and you live in the city, I'm a, okay. First of all, I'm a big dude, right? I'm I'm six four. Uh, I'm definitely over two two thirty two forty somewhere in that neighborhood nowadays. I had I've been I've gotten the Philadelphia trifecta. I've had my car stolen. I've been held up at gunpoint, and I've been jumped. Like, yeah. What else are you gonna do? You gotta fucking, you gotta fucking be tough. You gotta like not. You don't. If someone comes near me, I walk the other way. 
Yeah, you gotta have a little bit of street smarts. Yeah, that's what they call them, street smarts. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's, but it's, but it's, it's, it sucks because it is definitely it's kind of shitty because you have to like, you know, you can't you can't ever stop to to even give a shit about anybody else going on because like you're so fair that someone's going to jump you because it's a, they're trying to like scam you or something like that. Yeah, and what's worse than that is you you have an inherent distrust of other people. So like when you go to one of these other more friendly places, you know, people are being nice to you and you're wondering why. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you you you're so you're so used to getting getting screwed in in some of these other cities that you're looking for somebody who's about to jump you. Like where's it I'm getting distracted by niceness. Where, where's it coming <laughs> from, you know? Well, it was funny. My brother came up uh my brother and his wife came up to Boston for the first time uh back in I guess it was like February or so. And uh, we're at, went out to the bar and, you know, got, got good buzzed. And uh, he's walking back to his, his, his hotel. And it was, uh, you know, a half-mile walk, 40, three quarters of a mile. And uh, he walks home and, he, and I catch up with him the next day. And he's like, dude, like, you can just walk around here at night and no one cares, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, there was like, n- I wasn't scared at all. I was like, yeah, it's because everyone was scared of you. <laughs> <laughs> So here's a here's a list of uh, travelandleisure.com has a list of America's friendliest people uh, by city. Right. So there so number one is Nashville, number two is New Orleans or Nolens. Nolens. Uh, number three is Charleston. Number four is Austin, Texas. Number five is Minneapolis, St. Paul. What is the one thread uh, with the top five here? None of them touch oceans. Certainly, that's that's one of them. But the, the other is that none of them are in the Northeast. And that's how we like it. I mean, it just, you know, Honolulu's on that list. And and, and why wouldn't it be? <laughs> Have you been to Hawaii? It's fucking awesome. Why wouldn't you be happy and friendly if you were fucking in Hawaii? Yeah. Portland, Oregon is on this list. Well, okay, so there it goes. That, that's another reason why we brought this whole topic up is I got a buddy from Oregon. And... It's disturbing talking to him. He's, if he's listening to this, he's a really nice guy, and I'm, I, please don't take any offense by this. But it's annoying to talk to him because he cares. <laughs> <laughs> like he's having a fucking conversation with you, and it's, he's like not like it's not like he's paying you lip service or stuff like that. He actually wants to know the answers, and like he remembers what you tell him. I'm just like, how do you remember that? He's like, huh? He's like, I wasn't paying attention to whatever you were saying that day. <laughs> He's genuinely just a fucking nice guy. Yeah, I have um, friends of ours. Uh, are, they live. They live out in Boulder, Boulder, Colorado. Uh, one of them's originally from Pittsburgh. He is. He's the single friendliest guy I have ever met. Takes the time to learn everyone's name. Takes the time to um, you know say something nice to them. Like we went to a coffee shop, and he took the time to learn the the barista's name. He took the he took the time to. You know, to compliment them on the coffee or what have you. I'm like, this is this is stuff I wouldn't normally do. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I wouldn't find time to to compliment somebody. Yeah. Uh, world's friendliest places, uh, world's friendliest countries. By the way, um, where which is the, the which is the country that they measure like the gross capital happiness? Gross you ever hear this? What? No. Rather than than, than measuring their company's. Uh, Measuring their, their 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 country by like their GDP or something like that, they measure it by gross domestic happiness. No shit. So that's like how they determine whether or not their com- their their country is doing well or not is is the happiness level of the people, 
and so they have like a happiness sensei, a sur- or, um, a, 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 what do you call those things? Not a survey, a census. Happiness census. And that's what, like, there's government people that whose job it is to make sure that people are happy. The tiny, this is from an NPR article, the tiny Himalayan kingdom of Bhutan. Bhutan, yeah, that's it. Yep. Has pledged that's... to manage its nation's well-being by measuring gross national happiness. Yep, that's rather than the most, Rather NPR than thing. the more popular gauge gross domestic product. Uh, in Vermont, a global gathering of proponents of this alternate scale gathered to discuss uh, gross national happiness and how to adapt it for Western use. Figures it would be in Vermont. Well, yeah, I mean, fucking Vermonters. That's another place I've never met really anybody who's not just awesome. That's hilarious. Of course, they're also out tapping their own fucking syrup, maple trees and shit. Doesn't suck. And they, and they got great beer. Again, doesn't suck. On the list of world's friendliest countries, number one, Canada. I can they're, see that. They're friendly, eh? Uh, Germany comes in at number two. Australia at three. Uh, the UK at four. India comes in at five, and you finally have to get all the way down to number six before you find the United States. Again, that sounds pretty skewed. So not even the power of Vermonters and Mainers and those in Colorado can, can can kind of bring us up the list a little bit. It's uh it's all them all them damn New Yorkers and Philadelphians that are dragging us down, fuckers. Yep, we suck. So uh, so there are there are other people in the country and in the world that are happy. How do we get happy? How do you get happy, Zeth? One of the other cool things I uh, I had seen, which I thought was pretty cool. Is uh, it was another? I think this was a TED talk. They were talking about trying to quantify how happy people, how how happy a person can be. And so they talked to a person like the, they're talking to like okay, an extreme case of someone who should be really not happy, like someone who's just automatic, just became a, like a quadriplegic or something like that. You know, had some some crazy accident where all of a sudden now they're they're you know bound to a wheelchair and they can't move around. They're trying to figure out life in a wheelchair and how to, how to do everything again. And as expected, their ha- level of happiness is pretty low. Right. And then they, they, they interviewed someone else and, uh, you know, someone who just won the lottery or something like that. Uh, or someone who's just, you know, just a normal person, just living their life, doing their thing. Nothing, nothing, not, not impoverished, not super wealthy, just happy person. And, uh, and that person was, you know, relatively happy. And then they came back a year later and did the survey again, and the level of happiness just was, was pretty much even. Well, I think he explains it. He's saying it because you can, you can find your own happiness is basically what it boils down to. You can, you can synthesize your own happiness is the point that he's making. And he's saying that you know people think that happiness is something that you search for when you can make your own happiness just by kind of putting yourself in the right frame of mind. Here, the example is the first, you know the, the example is Jim Wright, who was the chairman of the House of Representatives, and who resigned in disgrace when Newt Gingrich came, uh, came in and found out about a shady book deal. He said he lost everything. He was the most powerful Democrat in the country. He lost his money. He lost his power. And he says, you know what? I'm so much better off physically, financially, mentally, in almost every other way. What other way? Would, what other way would there be to be better off? So he's basically saying, you know what? Okay, yeah, I lost a bunch of stuff, but I find happiness in other places. Uh, maybe the other one I was going to say is is the uh, it's the 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 story of like 
if you're to measure, like if you eat a piece of chocolate and you have to rate that happiness that you get from eating that piece of chocolate on a scale of one to 10, most people would rate that probably about an eight. And then you have to eat another piece of chocolate. And it's still pretty good, but it's not the greatest thing you've ever eaten because you just ate a piece of chocolate. Right. So the, like the impact isn't the same at that point. Right. Yeah. And then you eat another piece of chocolate. And the next thing you know, now you're actually dreading eating chocolate. Right. So the happiness wears off after a while. Yeah. So you're saying eventually, basically, the, the happiness evens out. You won't get too high or too low. And over, over a period of time, the happiness balances itself out. Same but thing as like if you're fucking a porn star. You know, it's going to be awesome the first time. Second time is going to be pretty good. Third time is still probably going to be pretty good. I think it's just going to continue to be awesome. It's let's always going to be pretty good. Let's just, right. be, let's just be fair. It's always, <laughs> always going to be awesome. But every now and then, you still want to fuck a dog. No. No? No. See a titty? See someone else's titties. I, dude, I got to think that I'd be taken care of at that point. <laughs> and if I, was seeing, if I was seeing someone else's titties, it's probably because she brought her with her. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how do, you, how do you get happy? Is it a... Is it a, a mental thing? Is it a, a physical thing? Is it a material thing? Is it a I geographical think, thing? <laughs> I, think, I guess it's everything. It's, uh, it's all that. It's, it's, it's genetics. It's chemical. It's physical. It's emotional. It's, it's mental. Like, I'm a generally happy guy. I assume you're a generally happy guy. I have moments of darkness. You've got moments of darkness? <laughs> I have moments of darkness. Generally, I mean, you're not like a, you're not like a, you're not depressed. Uh, not generally, no. There, there, I mean, there are times where you know I, I've I've had some rough spots. Um, it's a rough spots. Yeah, everyone's got some rough spots. I've had some rough happens. Spots. You, you you question things. You, you you look to spirituality or to to porn or chocolate or whatever else yes, you need definitely. to do. To you get, look you look to porn definitely. <laughs> to, you look to, to porn to get you to get you going in the right direction. Yeah. For me, for me, happiness is a uh, is a cold slurpee. There, there you go. You, you need, you need to make me a happy camper. Just give me a Slurpee. It's all good. Worst comes to worst, there's always the great equalizer: alcohol. Alcohol. Yep. Beer, the the cause of and solution to all of life's little problems. It's true. Makes your mom look good too. Oh, fuck. Had to get at least one, right? Yep, yep, yep. That's my favorite Mother's Day song. I had to get, had to get at least one. So what what do we learn? What do we learn there, Z? Um, we just learned, you know what? Shit's going to happen. Deal with it. Stay away from Midwest. Stay away from people from Oregon. Yeah, too goddamn friendly out there. Too much friend, too friendly. You got to get into uh you got to get more more street word. Uh, what did I learn? Well, learn I I learned I learned that uh I learned that there are certain parts of the country that are just more friendly than others. Uh, certainly, certainly places in the Northeast are um, are suspect because <laughs> people just ain't all that friendly. And if you want to get if you want to get happy, you can you can either find find the little things in life that make you happy. Find you know find find solace and friends and family and things that are important F- to you. Find your Slurpee. Find your Slurpee, or you know what. Why don't you pour a little bit of vodka in that Slurpee, and then everything will be all right. Uh, so if you have uh, if you have any other places where where people are just a little bit too friendly, or you have another another idea on how you can how you can go ahead and get happy, uh, why don't you go ahead and post it on the Facebook page, facebook.com/slash four listeners or four listeners.com. 
Check us out on the iTunes. Guaranteed to make you happy. Uh, set your subscriptions and tell all your friends and family. Uh, sure to cheer them up. We thank you for checking us out this week, and we hope that you will check us out again next week. Thanks a bunch, everybody. We hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll make you happy.